Preparing for the triple option has historically been a monumental task. That's why this is the biggest opportunity for Brian Nardo's young coaching career. We know it's going to be fighting a phone booth. Can we win the fight in a box as well? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Finally, personally on Twitter, at All Day O State. Today, we're partially brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase the Jace case. It provides you with personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. We get to jump right into the meat and taters of what is this KU Jayhawk football team, and that is this offense. With Jalen Daniels, this is like a nightmarish task. And even without him, it would have been anyways. Because you can think back historically speaking and how often have we seen navy and army and and georgia tech and air force jump up and bite somebody now you're seeing it quite a bit more with the transfer market era but even before the transfer market era when all those teams did was run different variations of the triple option you knew precisely what was coming but when you just have a week to account for all the different shifts and motions and how many guys come out of the backfield in, in any given play makes it very difficult when it comes to the responsibility of the defense. So it doesn't matter that Jalen Daniels likely is to not play, right? Uh, He still seems pretty banged up from what I'm hearing. He's going to be maybe ready for the OU game. And let's face it, guys, KU expects to win this game. Then they have a bye week, and then they have OU. Right, if a KU wins this game, they can get Jalen even more healthy, ready to go for what sets up to be a very, very big KU OU game. But they got to get by this defense first. Preparing for Kansas State and KU, they're entirely two different animals. But Brian Nardo stepped up to the plate this previous week, so maybe he can do it again. The athletic side of the, the field is not going to be a, an issue. It's not going to be a concern. Uh, We just saw that with with what Cam Epps was able to do. But, guys, this is, um, from a responsibility standpoint, it's just, it's crazy. We all know how good Devin Neal is. And if we don't remember, he rushed for like 220 on us last season. So hopefully we don't experience those crazy flashbacks, but he could have done it again. Guys, they ran for 399 yards against UCF, and they pulled him and Highshaw out pretty early or at least earlier than what's typical. So there's no telling what they have up their sleeve. Now, they know that we're going to try to stop the run, just like they're going to try to stop our run and make Alan Bowman Bowman beat us by himself. But this whole 
thing that they have from a statistical perspective is crazy. Like Devin Neal already has over 600 yards. Again, he could have had more. He averages just just under 99 yards a game. Daniel Highshaw, 424 yards, almost 70 yards a game. And then their quote-unquote number three, Dylan McDuffie, the dude's averaging 30 a game and has 184 84 yards. He's more of like the power style of guy. And then you look and you see Jason Bean, 123 yards, but only 15 yards a game. Jalen Daniels, 25 yards a game. But then you got to take into consideration that they're not anticipating throwing the ball a crap ton, nor is it going to be a necessity for them to. They're going to use this, this monster of a machine because Jason Bean is faster than all of them. He's faster than Neil, Highshaw, McDuffie, and Daniels. He's faster than Savion Morrison. So he doesn't need to be a guy that's going to put up 300-some-odd yards through the air. It's just, it's not a necessity for Jason Bean. So we know exactly what's coming. Are they going to mix it up a little bit more in, in the throwing department because he had some sec- success on this last year? Yeah, possibly. But first and foremost, you got to stop this three-head, four-headed, whatever monster. you got to stop that first. And nobody's really been able to do it thus far. So it's one of those things. That are you going to be able to shut it down entirely? Probably not. Because then you're also not taking into consideration what they have from the fullback, you know, tight end room. Jared Casey is just so much fun to watch. The Texas Slayer killer himself. Mason Fairchild is a very good tight end that they use a lot of different ways. I mean, we could talk about Lawrence Arnold. We could talk about Quentin Skinner. We could talk about Luke Grimm. Like, Luke Grimm's their Drake Stoop style of guy. Their Brennan Presley style of guy. Uh, Skinner has been somebody that's that's been a problem. We We all remember Lawrence Arnold because he kind of got his emergence under us. With us, playing against us, I should say. And then, yes, you got the Oki that, that got away. But that that monster of that running back room with Jason Bean running a 4-4-40, that's a problem. And they're, they're third down back. You know, they're six foot, six one, 220-pound dude. That was their DeAndre Jackson style of guy, right? And he's still readily available. It's just takes the word eye candy to a completely different level when you play somebody as talented as, as KU is because of all the different things you have to account for. You cannot just throw a you know a highlighter colored jersey on, on a couple guys. Defensively, sure, right, which we talked about the other day. You could put a jersey on Kenny Logan Jr. and get a pretty good look of what, what you're trying to accomplish. You could put a different color jersey on Kobe Bryant and get a pretty good look, right? And you could also say the same thing is applicable to some of their defensive line guys. But on offense, you how you it's it's so hard to do. It is so hard to find enough guys in the scout team that are good enough and fast enough to replicate all of these guys that KU has at their disposal. If this was a bye week. Like, if you flip-flop KU, K-State, and we had an extra bye week to prepare, then sure, I think this could be a completely different argument. 
but preparing for the triple option on on short on a short week basically is has been a recipe for disaster with everybody. Now, us playing on Friday, it did afford us maybe a little bit of an extra opportunity. Is it going to be enough? This is the biggest challenge of Brian Nardo's career by far up to this point. Now, you could say the same thing last week, and he passed that test. So will he pass this one against what I think is, is the most innovative offense in, in the Big 12? OU is currently ranked as the number one offense in the Big 12, where KU is number two. I don't know if I, I necessarily would agree with that, just because the innovation that KU has, because when they have Jalen Daniels, they can do the triple option with all of the throwing stuff that Navy, Georgia Tech, Army, Air Force, they never had that. They've never had a quarterback that could throw like Jalen Daniels, right? He's an NFL-level thrower that is a ridiculously fast, and this offense was tailor-made designed for him. And, you know, Jason Bean didn't look great against Texas, but he also didn't get first-team reps at all, right, until literally, oh, we're, we're going to kick off in an hour and a half? Crap, you're starting. And then you saw a little bit bigger of a sample size with Jason Bean um, as the starter all the way through. And then, again, as Oklahoma State fans, we watched Jason Bean do some pretty, pretty mean stuff to us last year. So I don't want to get caught flat-footed again. Now we know. We know what this attack is going to look like. We know what it can offer. Question is, do we have enough creative ways to uh, take advantage? It's going to be a fist fight in the in in the phone booth in the box the whole whole way around. But you, you shouldn't have to deal with fist fighting. Any type of medical needs that you have, because you should have the peace of mind to be able to take care of yourself and your family whenever crazy stuff is going on around you. It, it, it literally shouldn't matter. You should ha have access to things without being unprepared. Feel more empowered with Jace Medical so you can care for yourself and your loved ones during the unexpected times. They're going to handle everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medications, delivery, and ongoing consultations and care. It's it's not fun to be in pain. I think we all know that. It's even more not fun to be in pain and not have the formula to get access to the medications that you need. Like this is something I unfortunately have to deal with on a regular basis. And whether you just worked all of your life in construction or oil field or, or carpentry, it doesn't matter because this wear and tear should only be physical because the mental side of it should be helped and you should help yourself. So uh, go get hooked up with Chase Medical because regardless of storm shortages, pandemics, reliances on, on supply chains, whatever, uh, all you got to do is go online, fill out a form, and get your prescriptions, life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case is going to give you the peace of mind so you're not hoping that you have access to this medication in emergencies. Get $20 off of the life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code Locked On at checkout. 
Again, that is jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Use that code locked on for $20 off. So we know this game is going to have remnants of the, the old fist fight in the, in the phone booth because if our defensive line can control enough of their offensive line to allow some the guys in the back end to diagnose, it's going to be more than that. It's going to be way more than that. Right? That, that's why the defensive line has to have a big day. It just, just so the guys in the, the back end have enough time to diagnose, read, react, but they have to react violently. So the craziness that is Trey Rucker at times, we need to bottle that up and feed it to everybody. This has to be the game that we we do everything with reckless abandon. If that means a, a flag or, or two, whatever. Now I'm not, not saying don't hit late, do dirty, any any of that style of stuff. But just like we talked about, with this ridiculous amount of talent they have in the backfield and how many things that we have to account for just to even have, have the opportunity to be fundamentally sound, it's going to mean that these guys in the back end can read, right, what is happening without all the, the hubbub of craziness and react violently immediately while also not getting beat on, like, double moves. And that's what, you know, is tricky here. You got to be ultra aggressive. We have to find a way to shut down the running game. If we can do that, you're going to give yourself an opportunity in the back end. But that's a big task, especially without the, the veteran leadership of Lyric Rawls out there. Same could be said about Justin Wright, right? We, we thought he was going to be healthy. It, it, it ain't going to work out. Nick Martin has been an absolute animal, thankfully, to help out Colin Oliver, who can kind of do his thing. Is this the game where Kendall Daniels has that, ta-da, I'm here to everybody game? He had a couple of those last year. But this season, he's been very good. Leading the team in tackles is a very good thing. But I think we could all agree it hasn't been super sexy, I guess you could throw out. It, maybe that's this game because if it's just hat on a hat, it's going to be a, a rough proposition. If we cannot diagnose things early enough to be effective enough to run support and not get beaten coverage because Jason B may not be able to drop a bunch of dimes, but if we leave guys wide open, clearly they're going to take advantage. But that's the thing. They're going to try to stop us because – they feel if they can stop our running game, they can win. If Alan Bowman has to stand in the pocket and beat you with his arm, he'll make enough bad decisions, make enough bad throws, throw enough balls away, whatever it may be, that you're good to go. So every key is going to be on the talent that's in our backfield. So you have two teams preparing pretty much the same way. They're saying if you shut down Ollie Gordon, and Jaden Nixon, then you're probably in pretty good shape. If you make Alan Bowman sit in the pocket and beat you, then, then they like their chances, and it's the same for us. We want Jason Bean to throw it 30, 40 times. That would be great. 
I mean, I hate to say that. And then he put up 400 through the, through the air on us. But their recipe for success has been running the ball. They just rushed for 399 yards. They threw for 91 yards. There was never a time that they needed to air it out. Right, That's part of it. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's working, go back to the well. That's what KU did. They didn't try to get cutesy-tootsy and overcomplicate things. So if, if they can do that again, perfect recipe. If, if you can run on Oklahoma State 400 yards, you probably don't need to pass for more than 80, 80 yards, right? That's almost anybody in America. If we can find a way, and it's, again, guys, it's going to take a, a crazy effort because now you got to throw Cam Epps into the mix. Phenomenal in coverage, yeah, okay? But he's not Lyric Rawls in the run game. Justin Wright, his ability to dominate A-gap, B-gap responsibility to just muddy, nasty the water up a little bit more. We don't have that. So now it's athletic ability has to align with the coaches putting them in the right positions to be successful beforehand. Some of that's on film. Some of that's on just responsibility. Some of that's on not getting sucked into all the, the crazy motions and shifts that they're doing with multiple spots and positions. Everything they do is calculated just to give one more split second of pause in your secondary. And that's all they need. That's all they're looking for. That's all they're trying to accomplish. And if they get that, if they get that just split second of you maybe didn't diagnose the running back coming out of the flat quick enough to see the fullback coming right underneath you, that's what they're looking for. And just athletic ability to make up for it is not going to be enough. So this is Brian O's biggest test, but this is also the team's biggest test. You answered the bell this, this last weekend. Right, the Friday night dub over Kansas State in the Boone Pickens blackout was huge. But now it gets it gets bigger. It gets more amplified. Is the locker room buy-in, the Nardo buy-in gonna grow? We're about to find out. Because again, it's gonna be a fist fight in that box, the front seven, the O line, D line. Linebackers, running backs, fullbacks, it's whoever, whoever carries the biggest stick is likely the one who gets it done here. Who's going to carry the biggest stick? Who's going to be the one willing to fight the most, the hardest, go the furthest? Because they've got holes that we can exploit. Their biggest hole right now, offensively, is make them throw. <laughs> that's it. And they've got talented wide receivers, so I'm not I'm not saying that that's always going to be the recipe for success, but we're going to try to stop the run. They're going to try to stop the run. So it comes down to, to just the wide receiver game, right? Maybe that tips the scale in our favors. It very well may be. Another uh, fun 
thing in life that I have been new to, but since I have discovered it, I'm very happy that I did, ladies and gentlemen, is prize picks. This is honestly the wildest thing, especially if you like betting or you know building roster type stuff. Because you can use prize picks to bet on a multitude of dudes, multitude of sports, like from a, a multitude of angles. It's pretty, it's it's pretty intriguing, right? You can test your skills this football season, and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you got the skills, you can turn ten bucks into two hundred fifty bucks just a few taps. Prize picks is a really simple way to play, and uh, you can make your picks and submit. The entries in less than 60 seconds. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. These are what makes prospects number one in daily fantasy sports. So this week, you can put a multitude of things together. And with prospects reboot policy, your entries stay in. And even if they get injured, right, you get to reboot them. This is NFL games and top 25 college football games. And if you have a player who ends up, you know, exiting the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second half, boom, reboot. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with this kind of injury assurance. I really want us to focus maybe on shifting here, okay, if we didn't have the best uh, betting on hammering the over <laughs> type of stuff. So help me help you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use the code locked on college for that first deposit. And we're going to match you up to a hundred dollars. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for the first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. All righty guys. So what I find kind of interesting at times about Gundy's comments is just sometimes they're just unnecessary. Like, you know, I agree. I agree when Gundy says that, you know, we don't want people here that, um, you know, aren't tough enough or, or don't want to be pushed hard enough or things of that nature. Right. I, and I agree, but at the same time, man, you know, being disingenuous probably doesn't help your cause, I, I wouldn't assume. So just, I don't know, you know, talk about the team. Talk about, like, you know, your involvement. Okay, that, that's something that people are pretty interested in right now. But you, you keep telling people, you know, I, I, I challenge the team and, I only want people who are bought in to be in here. And then, you know, it's it's knowledge out on the recruiting trail that you're not always in. You haven't been super involved for, for a few years now. So I just the, the hypocritical side of things, it, it's unnecessary. And I don't think that it's a good look. I tell you what is a good look is the power rankings. So let's go ahead and knock those out. Uh, we'll keep this one pretty pretty simple here. 
Houston had their best game maybe of the year in their bye week, which is why I'm going to scoot them above Baylor. I think Baylor is the worst team in the league right now. So I got Baylor at 14, Houston 13, UCF at 12. They're just, yeah, they're they're already reeling and dealing with injuries and stuff a, a little bit earlier than like, anybody could have foreseen. Uh, above then, newbie, Cincy. Above Cincy, I got TCU. Above TCU, I got O-State. And, and I think TCU could potentially fall even more here. The loss of Shane Morris is not good. It's just not 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 good for a team that's already reeling a little bit. Um, and then yeah, I got I got our I got our Cowboys. I would like to say that I'm just I'm, I'm a firm believer in all of the, the Nardo rebuy-in engagement stuff, but you know you, you want to see it again, and this is a bigger scale, bigger test. So I'd love to see it here. Uh, I got Iowa State. They've actually been looking pretty decent lately. They haven't been a bad product. K State. I got K State at seven. We'll see uh, what happens with them this week. But I've got Texas Tech at six because Baron Morton-led Tech is different than the Tyler Shuck-led Tech. It just is. Followed by uh, the top five, the only newbie with an original OG Big 12 win is BYU. West Virginia, you got to give it to them. They're at the four spot here and deservedly slow. KU is at the three spot. I really wanted to put them above Texas, but I'd be just throwing a bunch of shade at Texas somewhat unnecessarily because Texas actually did look pretty, pretty decent. That was a pretty fun Red River. It's kind of cool that the last Red River Big 12 game was at least a big one. And then, uh, yeah, you got the, um, you know, the old Boomer, Boomer, Doom, Boomer. Yeah, those guys, those ones, those ones. They can be number one for now. It's okay. Maybe, maybe we'll get to have some bedlam fun there. That would be a good one. The bedlam dub on the way out the door. That would make, that would make a lot of this season. Yeah, it would. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's all we're going to have for this one right here. You know, I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes, and thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen. Here on Locked On Oklahoma State. All right, y'all. Later, taters.